Welcome to, to Sleeping another, another at the Res. <laughs> sleeping at the Res. No, that's not a bad idea. Want to sleep at the Res today, honey? No, I don't. Okay, well, how about we just drinkies. driving? How about, well, welcome, welcome to, to another, another episode, episode of, of Sleeping at, at the, the Res. res. <laughs> <laughs> with your favorite you host. want to change our uh, host podcast name to sleeping on the res no. instead of driving to the res just no, I was just messing you were messing with me yeah I was because you've been trying to mess with me the past two weeks <laughs> I got and you, you good you got me good because I even said it <laughs> yes. I kind of thought oh that's not a bad idea maybe we should change the name <laughs> sabotage sabotage <laughs> start all over start all over how come we have a name driving to the res anyway you don't remember of course I remember. How about everybody else? I don't know. Did they remember? It seems a bit of a strange title, honestly, considering our topics, you know. Driving to the res. Right. Well, we're a couple of engines, so why shouldn't we drive to the res? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing probably people don't no. necessarily know. That's true. Yeah. We do live on the res, mm -hmm. on a boat, in a trailer. Yes. <laughs> yes. On a boat and a trailer. On a boat and a trailer. Yeah. And driving to the res because we uh, spend a lot of time at our shaman shack. Yes. Which, which is, is an event center. Yes. It's and outside you know, the res. It has our chickens and our dogs at it. So yep. we spend a lot of time there because mm -hmm. we love our chickens and our dogs. And, we, and do. we have events and we love our people, yeah. our tribe. Mm -hmm. And we love our tribe, so we drive to the res. Yes. So, you know, we have a full life. We do. Mm -hmm. And if you think there's limits around houses and where you can live i think we're pushing the boundaries quite a few times um i don't have any limits no limits on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though i do have a drive to build a structure um, a bigger structure here on our land at the res yes that would be nice but honestly it's been uh, hamstrung by quite a few things including guided guidances from gaia Yes, we've been guided to hold on on it. Hold off. Hold off for a bit, for a couple a bit. of years. Yeah. yeah, we always test the a bit. How long mm -hmm. is more? How how much? How many more bits do we need to hold on and why? Yes, yes, well, that is true. There's a couple of reasons why. One of the primary reasons why, in my messaging is, mm -hmm. that similar to why you needed to get out of California, the energy being here would alter something that shouldn't be. Yes. It would create the wrong circumstances. Or circumstances against the will of others or something like that. Yeah, the will of the people. Yeah. They have a very strong desire for a certain experience and your presence ruins it. Ruins it. it. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of why our Shamachek is basically in the middle of the woods. Yeah, but it's Much, also in the heart of the heart territory, of the Maka territory. It is in the heart. It's not in the rest, but it's in the heart of the territory. Yeah, it does, in my mind, count as the heart of the territory. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh -huh. So when we say we're driving to the res, we're usually driving from the shaman shack to, to our boats or yes. our land. Yes. But or the beach, or, the or beach. strawberry rock, Ooh, or the yeah. river. It's beautiful. Or strawberry rocks where Archangel Archangel Michael hung out. No, Gabriel. Gabriel, that's right. Yes. 
Gabriel and you sat on a rock. Yes, we did. Not on strawberry rock, but one of the smaller rocks, of the rocks next, next to it. Because right. yeah. you don't really like climbing on it. I no, can't really get you up there. No, I don't really like it. The path it's a little is slippery so and it's so slippery, narrow and yeah. it's a long way down, down on either rocks. side. Yes. Yes. Sharp rocks at the bottom. Right. If you are I not, not to. <laughs> you're not a fan of that. No. But if you want to hear about the story, Interview with an Angel yes. has it in it. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Very excellent book. That book is interesting too for a lot of reasons, right? Why? Well, because when you start uh, encountering or interacting with angels, your emotional body begins to become overwhelmed. Yes, indeed. And that's an interesting thing to experience. It's a little bit like... Um, I don't know what it's like. You kind of have to experience it. Yeah. When you experience it, you know it, you recognize it. Mm -hmm. But you read that book, you connect with those angels, that angelic energy, and your emotional body will, no question, <laughs> become... <Perfect. laughs> Filled. Yeah, filled. Yeah. Filled to capacity. You know? Yes. And usually you'll experience things like tears or overwhelming mm -hmm. joy that you just don't know how to even express. It's just beyond, beyond full. You yes. know, it's beyond full. I don't know what that word would I be. Know, right? Saturated with love. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. might be the way. Yeah. And the love that we're talking about here is um, unconditional. Unconditional love, love right? Yeah. Which is the, love is the same word as the romantic love. That's an interesting thing to talk about. We're right now doing uh, love, sex, and relationships. relationships in the new paradigm. Is that what it's called or what? Yeah. No, it's just, just that. Yeah, but it's like the this course has been out since 2013. 2013. That's almost 10 years. Yes, it's absolutely amazing. Um, actually, we did it together for the very first time when I was bringing in all the yeah, information. When, when it was brand new. You were new. part of the group that was there to receive it. And I had to get up at 5.30 in the morning to yes. listen to it yep. and do the work. Yeah, yep. two hours and two and a half hours of class every day for six days in a row, getting by 5 o'clock and yes. 5.30 to uh -huh. do it. That was pretty cool. And being pushed into altered states and <laughs> snoring on the class and things yes. like that. You did snore in the class. <laughs> I remember one day the class was really, really fast. <laughs> It's pretty funny. It does happen when you're doing your classes that occasionally you'll find yourself Sleeping. in an altered state and your physical body is turned off, but your I think your soul body, your higher self is like wide alert or you know, is attention of your higher self soul body type of thing is like so focused on this data that it forgets about the body and just <laughs> but, but, the body go to sleep. I got I gotta listen here. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, no. <laughs> well, it sounds good, right? <laughs> sounds really good, but it's no? like it, what I found is when the person starts getting close to a breakthrough, and some of those limiting programs start getting pushed mm -hmm. uh, to breaking point, often the person will fall asleep so that they can their conscious dance. reality doesn't get broken yeah, too hard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I find. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. What's fascinating me, uh, at Walk With Me Now, um, somebody started a study group and it's an important class, a really important class, because it's not just about um, finding a, 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 a soulmate, you know, or finding a, a partner. It's not about the, just the romantic relationship, but it deconstructs the whole thing. 
in a way that is very positive and and very empowering because energies such as romance, love, sexuality, all these energies have been hijacked and taken away from you, from the individual, and used by the power where others crowd to control the masses, right? Mm-hmm. So by deconstructing that those programs, you take back your power, you take back your ability and your conscious decisions, and you take back love, you take back relationship, and you're able to then have this amazing connection with that significant other, really, really outstanding connection and marriage and family and foreverness, you know, that is just not something that a person can do from coming from unconscious programming. Right, right, right. Because I think like towards the end of the course, end of the class, the first class anyway, you say... The first class is called falling in love. Yeah, when you fall in love, you trigger a ton of programs that are placed in you by society, your upbringing, religion, Mm -hmm. all the things that were um, placed there by, I guess, your whoever it is that desires to power over others in society, right? I want to, I want to, like, I want a good, strong workforce, so that needs this and this and that and the (laughs) other thing, right? And so we put in place these programs in our children that result in a great workforce, for example, Mm -hmm. because things like land is great, but it's useless unless you have workers workers on it, it, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you get workers on it? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, come on. So there's a bit of social engineering involved in a bit our societies. A lot. There's a lot. Oh yeah, social engineering in every single thing that you can think about. What you might think marriage is, or love is, or falling in love. All that is engineered. Well, right? it's genuine, but it's also an engine. That's why I said think. Yeah, everything you think. Yeah. Because the feelings are true. They're genuine. Right? Yeah, right. they're real. When you right. fall in love, you really do fall in love. When you oh, love yeah. somebody, you're in love with somebody, you really are in love with them, that person, right? Mm-hmm. And when you build a relationship from that base of pure love, your essence, that relationship can last forever, literally, not just one lifetime. It can literally last wow, that's a serious commitment there. <laughs> thousands of lifetimes, right? Right. In a very high-frequency way. Or just one lifetime, if that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. But it's the choice part, the conscious choice part. So, yeah, that is real. Mm-hmm. But what's not real is everything that's been programmed into it to control you, to limit you, to disempower you through it. Through the falling in love process, through the being in love process, through the wanting to start families or getting pets or living together, through all that, right, the programs have been putting through that to control you. That's what we deconstruct in the course. And then the person can be liberated, free to be able to find and even see people who are actually compatible in a much more kind of joined you know going to oneness with them right <laughs> yeah right 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 how many times have you seen people invisible to each other oh my god always it's really? so hilarious it's hilarious i mean even you and me we didn't see each other 
My baby, you saw me, but I didn't see you in one little bit. <laughs> I don't think you saw me because you were always falling in love with other women when we first knew each other. So I don't think we saw each other at all. Not as um, romantic partners. Exactly, that's what we're talking about. Right. As possible romantic partners. Completely I mean, obviously, invisible. we saw each other and we liked each other yeah. and we were friends. We got along fine. We got along just great. We worked mm. projects together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, not like not a man and a the, woman. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. For a number of reasons, our own personal reasons are maybe sim- maybe like other people's personal things. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone has unique tick, 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 ticks. They grow up in different families. They grow up in different circumstances, different yeah. society, different religion, different everything. So uh, it's like multiple combinations, but the responsibility is your own to become conscious of them. Because exactly. what happens when you're what happens to you when you are um, driven by unconscious programs that you haven't even placed there? Well, you always do place them there. You always adopt them, but very encouraged, right? So very encouraged by society or, you know, fear-based or lack-based and that type of thing. Right. I don't mean to imply you were um, powerless or a victim right. to these programs being placed. You clearly by your choices brought around a situation or agreed to the situation to Mm -hmm. allow these programs to be. I mean, you might um, say, oh, I didn't pick my parents, but guess what? You did. You did. Maybe not wisely, but you definitely did. (laughs) Maybe not wisely. Indeedy. (laughs) And we know already, I mean, most of us know to some degree, you carry along a lot of the same traits as your parents do in an unconscious way, because human bodies generally copy what they yes. see exactly. and are exposed to when they're young more than what they like learn later mm-hmm. or read in a book or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you picked your parents for a combination of reasons, and whether or not those are the programs that they carry, you carry them. Yeah. Now, some of them are good. That's the thing. Many people seem to think that all programs are bad. I mean, I've I've come to understand that when you say you carry unconscious programs, the default for most people is to assume those are all bad. Right, right. Are they? No. The whole point of becoming conscious of your programs is that then you can choose which ones to keep and which ones to release. So once you keep, obviously, are positive, (laughs) right? Right. Well, how do you know they're positive programs? Because they they serve you. They They support you? Yeah, they support you. They serve what you want out of life. They support you. The experience you want in life. Yeah. And the bad ones are the ones that limit it or obstruct exactly. it. Obstructing, yeah. And, you know, when they're unconscious, you don't have to think about them. You just go through life. And, and think you're the victim of everything. Victim of things, like, mm, but it's your unconscious it's programs actually, that you've yeah. set. And when you become conscious of them, then those things don't even appear anymore. Right. Or if they do, they, you dismiss them right away. yeah. Figure right. it out. And through that process... People that you didn't see before become visible because your unconscious program makes them invisible. Yeah, I remember the moment when I saw you mm-hmm. as a man. Oh, yes, I am a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the moment that I saw you. Hair legs a on a river or what? No. <laughs> 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 Inside joke. Yes. 
when we when Larry was flirting with me after I saw him as a man, he said I was unconsciously pictures. flirting with you. You know, unconscious. Yeah. Jesus, it didn't look like unconscious. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What did he do? Oh my god, did he say that to you?" <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but I don't remember the moment. So tell me. You don't remember it. Just tell me. I want to. I'll tell you if I remember it after okay. I hear it. All right. You tell me first. What's what's the moment when you saw me as a woman? Oh, it's sort of like when you, um, um, when you made it clear that you were a woman, then I could see you. Wait a minute. No, I was at a birthday party. <laughs> now I remember. It was a birthday party. We had a cabin and I had dropped my persona and I had just, uh, and myself, you know, uh-huh. how I am, who I am. And at that moment, then I could see you. Yeah. That was interesting. Do you remember the specific moment? In... Yeah, I kissed you on the neck, even though I didn't. <laughs> I was like, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> I was like, that was strange. <laughs> I think your body hijacked you. <laughs> yeah, clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, when. Yeah. And I saw you as a man in the same birthday get-together. It was in that cabin, and I parked my car, and you walked from inside the cabin or somewhere. You walked in front of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you were right in front of it in, because I was just in front of the garage door, mm-hmm. and you walked in front of the garage door, and then suddenly I looked at you. I go, Whoa! Larry's a bloke and he's so handsome. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wait. <laughs> quite How did funny. that happen? <laughs> I think it happened because of this. I never noticed. <laughs> I think it was this class. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. We just took up all these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this class definitely had it's a big, yeah. But it was about, it was about a year before that we did the class. And I remember we brought it, I, we brought in the class mm-hmm. and then, I took it again, listened to it, and did all the exercises myself two or three times before I saw you. But then I saw you. And mm. the rest is history. The rest is history, baby. Uh-huh. 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 So, uh, that's one thing to think about with that course. What if you already have a relationship? Well, we're doing it again together, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's the other thing. Uh, I think the name... My, I mean, and it is based on, uh, I mean, a lot of the things talk about finding that relationship, mm-hmm. but it's not just about finding the relationship in another relationship that you don't already have, mm-hmm. because the primary relationship you have to find is the one with yourself and your physical body. What? Right? Yeah. Oh, and man. then when you do that. i to take this class over again. Yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, if you're in a relationship, then you do, if you every once a year or something, you do it. Or in our case, we haven't actually done it for a few years. Um, then you can revisit and you do the exercises together. So you listen to it together, you pause, you do the exercises together. You just, like the first one is a list, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we do the list together. And this list is about falling in love. So... We do it together, right? We did the list together and we talked about it and we laughed and, you know. And it was amazing because some of those things, like, have, the answers have changed through the years, right? 
at least for me, I noticed that my answers mm -hmm. from the first time we did this course, that my answers have changed through the years to now. Oh, so, mine too, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I remember. At first, um, there was less of a claiming the relationship as solid, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like tenuous at best, maybe. Right, right. That yeah. might be the word. Yeah, tenuous at best. Right. Right. But now it's like solid. Solid. Yeah. So like one of the questions you ask yourself in the class is about belonging. Yeah. Do you belong to me? Do I belong to you? And claiming yeah. ownership and of each other's physical bodies and things like that. Those kind of questions. And heart. <laughs> and heart, yeah, yeah. And physical body. And physical body. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a few years ago, but like very apologetic, you know. Well, if you really want. If you really want, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was less... Um, I don't know, how can I claim you, blah, blah. And I even though I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but... That was the that was the interesting bit because there's a sense of your body knows better than you sometimes and sometimes you get in your own way. Mm -hmm. Those are your limiting programs. Yeah. And maybe it's your higher self that's the one that knows better, probably. That too. And so it um, tricks your tricks your body into just doing. Right. And you go, what the heck did I do that for? Yeah. Like, I kissed you on the neck. I'm like, <laughs> what the where'd that come from? <laughs> I literally remember doing that, going. What, what the? Oh, oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> and what did I do? I don't think you noticed. I didn't notice. Not because you were still blind to me. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's like close one. <laughs> oh man. On that, actually, the ownership and things like that—that—that that, that is one of the other parts in the class that. You talk about that is a little bit uncomfortable about having one woman with five husbands. Yeah. You or, don't, agree, don't agree with that, honey? No. <laughs> Sorry, genetics or no. Genetics or no genetics. I don't care about all that. <laughs> we ain't getting four more husbands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the one man, five wives thing, you know, I don't want that either. No, neither do I. Because, well, because of many reasons, but, you know, one of the things that you bring up with them, and I, I mean, we should probably say that that's a thing that's examined in this first, exactly, first yeah. um, class is this is a statement, and what does that trigger in you? Exactly. Yeah. You look at these things, because your triggers are your emotional triggers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Those are generally good indicators of what? If you have an emotional charge about something? You're usually a program it tells you there's a program yeah, running right exactly if you didn't have a program running about it you wouldn't have any, any type of charge one charge. way or the other yeah, exactly and again let's go back to programs can be positive and yeah it doesn't mean it's bad right but it is mean there's a program there so exactly. look at it mm -hmm. so how do we look at that let's say for me i'm not interested in the one woman five husband thing mm -hmm. do i get a charge about it emotionally let's see let's see mm. In, in, um, what's the word where it's like pretend world? Uh-huh. In pretend world, if I pretend world, no, it doesn't even work there. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you got to charge there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't share well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I do have an unconscious program there. Yeah. Although, when I look at the, how do you find that unconscious program? What do you, how do you make it conscious? That's probably a good question. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So we have a list of questions that you can ask yourself, and then you can find the bundle of energy that is the program in your body, in your body mm -hmm. field, right? Um, I've, it's really important not to go into psychoanalyzing because often people, because of our culture in the West, they'll do that. It's more to do with finding that bundle, that charge, and then allowing it to exist and everything. And often when you're doing that process, that bundle of energy will talk to you and will show you information. Well, basically the information is... I don't want four more husbands, or I don't want to share exactly. my wife. Yeah. I mean, that is the program, yeah. is I don't want that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, some people might hear that and say, oh, yeah. oh yes, actually, Let's that sounds it. great. great. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing this um, course with another person, and you find they have a same answer, guess what? There are some husbands coming, right? Because <laughs> you move yes. into agreement. Because yeah. oftentimes people will uh, carry a societal program also right yeah, yeah. so the societal program says no 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 you can't do that mm -hmm. but both people really really want that mm -hmm. they can find a place in a way because they're calm powerful conscious creators now. exactly yeah. yeah so anyway it's 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 interesting to do it with another person it is yeah. it's useful to do it by yourself because you know you limit yourself right but the co-creation of your real your world you do make that with those around you, mm -hmm. and you pick them. So, um, illustrating or illuminating your programs together—that's pretty good. Pretty good idea. That's yeah. kind of be nice to see what happens with thirty people and yeah. walk with me now doing it simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I know some people are buddying up um, to do this course with uh, just one more person. Yeah, good study good buddies. Study buddies. Yeah, that's really good. And then they get together to discuss it all, and yeah. Yeah, so your study buddy, you do your list together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can find things in other people easier than they can find in yeah, themselves exactly, sometimes, yeah. right? And it doesn't mean that the study buddies are people that are just, you know, flirting with each other or wanted to get together. You but know. they could be. It could be, yeah. It might be. It might be actually good. You know, we've been thinking about and talking about starting a dating service at uh, Walk With Me Now or Connect to Ivan's. Academy, Academy, one or of the two. Some way, somewhere, somewhere, where high frequency people who have, have done good the work. tools and done work yes. Could can find people who are, you know, single. Yeah, exactly. And interested in not being single. Exactly. Single and not interested in not being single. That's right, perfect, right, right. Perfect way to put it. Yeah, so we've been thinking about it, and I think it's going to go there because, especially these days, it's so difficult to find compatibility you know i mean well it's so difficult to even see compatible see partners compatible, exactly. honestly because so imagine to me. imagine a dating site <laughs> that requirement is to do this course the sex love and relationships course <laughs> oh and gosh. maybe it's also the rules of engagement yeah. you know mm -hmm. just those two you know changes everything for the person i and that would be awesome i think to provide that for people i think that I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Think, how much, <laughs> <laughs> think how much more, uh, what's the word, you know, powerful our tribe, walk with me now, et cetera, et cetera, high frequency paradigm 
people would be if they were to drop some of the negative limitations, negative unconscious programs around relationships yeah. and had strong, powerful, supportive, supporting relationships. Yes. Jeez. Strong homes. Strong homes. Yeah. Strong, hmm. powerful homes. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we got to put that on our whiteboard. Yes. <laughs> Move it off of the... Uh, Maybe, sir. Maybe this list. Is a, great idea. <laughs> a good idea list. To start uh, doing it. We should think about it list. Uh, hey, let's talk about it some more list. Move it off of that list onto the <laughs> do it yes. now list. <laughs> yes. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah. I don't know how it'll look, but I think that it's a do it do it now list. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Maybe we'll put a a um, link or a thread on the walk with me now for inputs. Ideas. Yeah. Inputs about this. Yeah. I like that. How it should look, how people think it should look, or the kind of things they would be looking for, or, mm-hmm. you know, inputs anyway. Yeah. So that, uh, well, that's kind of the point of Walk With Me now. It's not, I'm going to do this for you now. It's, hey, let's do this together now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's plan this together <laughs> now and just execute it together now, too. <laughs> cool idea. I like it. I'm getting excited. Yeah, me too. Okay, one woman, five hubbies is out the door. Not for you, not for me. One man, five wives is definitely out the door. Mm-hmm. How about arranged marriages? How do those work in? Um, arranged marriages. I had a friend in school who was from India, and she had an English boyfriend. But then I remember we were talking about marriage, and she said, yeah, my parents are going to find me a husband. We'll probably find someone in India, and they'll bring him over. And I'm like, wait, what about, I can't remember his name, you know, let's say mm-hmm. Paul. What about Paul? You know, what does he think about this? Because all he knows is just my boyfriend. My parents wanted me to have that experience of falling in love and having a boyfriend. Uh, but of course, that's not for life. Uh, he understands it completely. And uh, he knows that once I'm old enough and I'm going to be married, it's not going to be him. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you had an experience like that too yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I talk about that in the course. If you want to find out about my experience, so with an possible, yeah, you can listen to the course, man. <laughs> it's quite intense. Well, if you were if you were to find yourself in an arranged marriage, or you know, in a marriage that's arranged, I guess you know you have the society program, the culture you grew up in. That's yeah. a component of normal. Yes. Right? So yes. maybe from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem not from the, okay, or yeah. it seems wack. Social engineering that we've had in the West doesn't seem doesn't have that normal. one. It has a different one, right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere yeah. has different societal structure around um, relationship and marriage and things like that. Yeah. To, I think probably, solidify the cultural experience that's there, right? Yeah. And the needs of the bodies, really. Because that's basically what you're here for. I know a lot of people think it's for spiritual advancement or evolution or make your soul figure out what it's doing and all of this kind of things, yeah. Or a school or a training ground or a place you could mess up or... I know the list is pretty long and exhaustive of the reasons. To be alive on Earth. To be on Earth, right? (laughs) To change the vibration, to, to, um, I don't know, you name it. I've heard a lot of them, but yeah. they're all bundled in the same actual reason. Which is? The reason, the one reason above 
or the one reason that encompasses all of the reasons mm -hmm. for your experience. Yes. Just for experience. Experience. And not just, but for experience. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So if you want to have the experience of anything, like a persistent dream experience, then that's a good reason to come to Earth. You want to have stuck on the ground and walk around experience, that'd be a good reason to come on Earth. Those are like our preset agreements, mm -hmm. which are up for up for review, I like to think, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. These set agreements are up for review because part of those agreements have to do with separation, right? Oh, definitely, yes. Separation. The illusion and, of uh, separation. And light-dark and things like that. Mm -hmm. One thing in the course that was interesting, I thought, was that in order to have a light-dark experience, you have to have separation. Yes, you do. The illusion of separation is um, needed for a light-dark experience, otherwise you can't have it. It's impossible. Would so, you torture your hand? Would I? Well, some people have. But would you torture your hand? And what would your hand think about it? Well, to hurt if it hand. caught a fish because I needed to grab that string no, no, and no. it got would you tortured torture? doing it. No, 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 no. Would you consciously torture your hand just to, so that your hand would get upset with you? That doesn't even make sense. Exactly. It does not make sense. It makes oh, no sense. Oh, that's your point? That's the point. It makes no sense. <laughs> Separation. Exactly. From your hand makes no point. Exactly. Makes no sense. No. Same None. with separation from other... Exactly, other people. It, it makes no sense. makes no sense from a different level of awareness. From <laughs> Because from this level of awareness, awareness, I definitely want to be separated oh, yes. from all of them over there. Oh, yes. And those ones over yes. there too. That's the illusion of separation because we're in a light-dark paradigm. And right. you need it. But if you remove the light-dark paradigm, it's just light. There is not that. There's no sense of that separation. So that brings in the question, clearly, right? What is the... Um, love, like love relationship. I guess we've got to differentiate between the unconditional love that like angelics mm -hmm. carry around with mm -hmm. their giant bodies of emotion, emotional bodies, and the separate, separated, smaller emotional bodies that we carry that allow us to have some more separation. I suppose that's a way to think of it, right? Mm -hmm. What yeah. happens in a new paradigm where there isn't light dark, it's just light? So here's the thing. You're still singular. You're still singular construct. Whether you remove all of your negative stuff, right, this moment, mm -hmm. right, you remove all of your negative stuff right this very moment, mm -hmm. all of your programs and bundles of energies of fears and everything, all gone, mm -hmm. just like that, you are still Larry. Right? You're still Larry. But the veil of separation between you as Larry being able to connect with me in Alia, right, completely and absolutely, mm -hmm. whenever we choose, that veil of separation is gone. So we could, if we chose, do that singularly, right, to right. become one if we wanted to. Okay. Right? And we also can choose just the two of us. But there are forever, you know, 10,000 lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Because it's a joy in that. There's an amazing something on that. Otherwise, that particular construct would not, would not be so prevalent and so hijacked on the planet to control people. 
right? The either rejection of it or the desire for it and the pursuit of it wouldn't be hijacked all over the place like front and center. Because it is something that us, us cons- like the divine consciousness and divine bodies want to experience. And it's all the other things actually so stop So it's singularity us. and not Even, separation that you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. So we're still singular constructs, but we're not necessarily Experiencing separate. giant separation. Exactly. So even people who say, oh, well, I don't want to be monogamous. I want to have multiple partners. Deep down there, they're very alone. Hmm. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, but I want to have sex with lots and lots of people. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Then that is also part of those programs, right? Because if you have sex with lots and lots of people, you deplete yourself and you have all these energetic connections with lots of people and their stuff gets very heavy. I've never met anybody who's happy being like that. I remember when I was about 13, I think I was, we had this family friend who was 18 and he was... I don't know, we would call him, like, loose, you know. He was a bit loose. Loose? Yeah. <laughs> he was a slut. Yeah, he was a bit of a slut. You know, he did tons of one-nighters, you know. And he would go from one girlfriend to another and another, and sometimes two or three girlfriends at the same time. He was very loose. And then he was sitting in the living room, and I was sitting, we were watching TV, and... um and he said, Inelia, I says, what? He says, when you grow up, I'm going to marry you. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> and he says, what? Of course I'm going to marry you. You're perfect. I want you to be my wife when you grow up. And I said, no, but I don't want you as my husband. And and he says, but why wouldn't you want me as, my, as your husband? I'm perfect, <laughs> right? And I'm handsome and I, I'm a great worker and, you know, I'm great. And well, I'm not going to talk about the that part with you because you're your kids still but when you grow up you'll understand <laughs> I can please women <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I looked at him and says well dude I said the reason I wouldn't marry you is because you're covered in gunk from hundreds probably hundreds of women that is so gross and disgusting I would never go near you <laughs> I would, would not want to live with you at all or be close to you and he his eyes grew really wide and his mouth got open and he mm. just was speechless for about an hour. He couldn't believe that I said that to him. And he was so upset that then my mom had words with me about how to talk to boys and men. <laughs> 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 the things that you shouldn't tell men. Oh and I'm like, well, why? why I mean, not? why yeah. not? I don't understand, right? But those are all the type of programming, right? And then... Like a year later, he got married and tried to be faithful, did his best, but he failed. And eventually, you know, when I was all uh, an adult, mm-hmm. um, he said to me that um, yeah, I was right, that I shouldn't marry any man like him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a disaster because, you know, his marriage lasted two years, I think, and then he fell away. So if he had done this course and... Uh done it with his mate he would have found out that she wasn't like that and he was you think maybe if he found someone who felt like he does like that like multiple partners is 
the way it should be, like we were just talking about, you know, yeah. like five husbands is a great idea or five wives is a great idea, but maybe it would have been better. Yeah, maybe. Because do some know. people like other people's fields missing up all on their arrows? Yeah, maybe. Some people must. They must do, yeah. Must not bother them. Right. But I know that a lot of people who believe in having multiple partners, they want to be the unique partner of all of those individuals. The first right? wife or the first husband or whatever. Yeah. They want to be the unique one in all of that stuff. So, for example, if a man says, I want to have five wives... They don't want each of their wives to have five husbands. They want to be the only one mm-hmm. for each of those women. And vice versa, right? I've met women who have lovers, right? Or not husbands. Well, yeah, multiple husbands. <laughs> but they want to be the only one woman to all those husbands or lovers, right? They they don't want their their men to go off and have relationships with other women. They don't like that. They don't want that. So I find that's quite common, and it's strange, right? So, yeah, this course goes into the whole deconstructing of all... Deconstruct why, all of that. Why is that, why is that happening? happening? Exactly. Why is that happening? Why would that be acceptable to one person and acceptable to another person? And and also the the whole construct of how does it feel when you actually do find someone who fits... Right, energetically, emotionally, mentally, fits together. Mm-hmm. Like two people fit together, you know. Man and woman, woman and man, man and man, woman and woman. Whatever it is that the person's interested in, but they fit together really well. And what happens, right? And then what programs do you have need to overcome? To even see that person, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what happened to us, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that comes later on in the course as well. Deconstruct your filters of impossibles. These people <laughs> don't exist, I think. Oh, I know how many times have you heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for a woman or a man who's high frequency and awake, awake and available and aware and mm-hmm. Wanting to have a high frequency relationship and mm-hmm. study these things that work with like, on their ascension ascension processes together, mm-hmm. but there aren't any. <laughs> I know. It's like one Except, guy says that, and then the next thing is a girl says the same thing. It's I like, know. did you guys yeah. two know you said the same exact thing? Yeah. But yeah. you obviously can't tell them, and even if you did, they it don't, seems like they nothing. can't hear it. No, they don't hear it until you do the work. I guess. Until you, hmm. it's like no amount of words changes it. It comes from you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes from you, all the words help you along. Yeah. So when you're ready, it's there. Mm-hmm. But you can't yeah. like impose it on someone. Right. So, so there would be a part, tendency, yeah. Yeah. So the other part of that programming mm-hmm. is that, for example, naturally speaking, um, especially if we're going to start a family. Um, the person will want a partner who is strong so that they're good health, right? And physically strong so they can carry the shopping or the babies or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Pets and whatnot. Um, and carry their own weight in the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they will look for that 
But if society has taught them that, let's say, a strong man or a strong woman is a bully, <laughs> then they will only be attracted to bullies, not knowing that that's not actually that's strength. That's the unconscious program. That's, that's the unconscious limiting, program, yeah. Right? So the, pro the actual program that's positive is find a strong partner in life. Right. You have a better chance of survival, better chance of happiness, and live life being long and beautiful if you have a strong partner. But if the society has taught them that strong people are bullies, then they will marry a bully and it will go sideways and bad very quickly. Right? Right. Because uh, sometimes big government wants to be the dad or the other partner, you know. It's sort of like religion, right? Yeah. You're yeah. Um, married to Jesus, Jesus or something. Mm -hmm. or, or the church. Church or whatever takes the first priority on your... Yeah. <laughs> that overrules your other stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how society is engineered. Yeah, it's totally. almost transparent. Like, mm -hmm. if you didn't look, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You would think that's just the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. How many of those assumptions do you think we have? Oh, thousands and millions. Oh, my gosh. It almost feels overwhelming sometimes when you look at it. But as you go through the list and you start chinking away at them, <laughs> you know, the interesting part what? is... um. It's a process, not a happens. I know. Right? Yeah. And as you start tackling them, that becomes easier. It does. And as you run across something and you find yourself in a situation and you recognize, oh, it's me, mm -hmm. then you go, what am I doing and why? Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Do you want to keep doing this? It's almost like, now you can say yes, no. Exactly. <laughs> you have buttons. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, I kind of like not having four extra husbands in this. I'll keep that <laughs> one on. How about this one? Oh, no, no, I'm not going to be a jealous jerk. I'll turn that one off. I don't need to be that for the other. Yeah. They don't need to be linked. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty powerful. Yeah. Becoming conscious, mm -hmm. basically, that's it. Yeah. The thing that society, old society, doesn't like about being conscious is basically when you're conscious about things, you're not easily controlled. Correct. It's not that you're impervious, though, right? You can become impervious to control. You can you become, become impervious? Yes. If you become aware enough, your expansion of awareness is deep enough. And probably you have more Good than allies. yourself. You're not all alone. Good allies, yeah. All alone people less ah, likely. They're very vulnerable. All alone. No matter how awake you are, if you're alone and to keep yourself alone, you become very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. but, That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Because so you can have, spin you yourself have good in. allies and good yeah. counsel. They can... <laughs> when you fall down a little bit, people will say, let you know. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Inelia. Knock, knock. <laughs> Do you know that? Blah, blah, Did blah. You know? Oh, I didn't well, realize. <laughs> yeah. mm. Thank you for showing me that. <laughs> so that's powerful tribe. Yes. yes. Powerful tribe. Hmm. It's an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what comes out of, you know, we just listened to the first hour and uh, 15 minutes of the first class. And it's amazing how much comes through. That first hour is kind of funny, too, because the first hour is so dense with stuff. I filled up two and a half sheets of paper Just a with tiny small writing notes. and little tiny boxes, all of the little points that I wanted to not forget, forget. taking notes and yeah. making some of the lists and things like that. And I still have 40 minutes left of the class. <laughs> So I had to flip it over onto the written pages of it and start trying to find blank spots in there to put stuff. 
<laughs> it was quite funny. And uh, toward the end, I was almost at saturation. And I remember that from the class. Yes. It's like at some point in there, your saturation level is full. You're yeah, fully you're full. saturated. Yeah. Trying to stuff more in. It's like, uh, it almost like you have to take something out of the bottom to put some more in the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you'd said that you were trying or planned to do it in one class, but it wasn't going to fit in one class. And no. it, then when you went to 12 classes. It went to 12 classes. And then <laughs> so like, I was no, like, that's not going to work that either. That won't work either. Mm. It's kind of cute. So it's six classes. Yes. In but one they group. are very concentrated. Each one is packed and packed. It's dense like the angel yes. book. The angel book is dense like very, that. Very, very dense, yes. I remember, yeah, that one I remember an angel book being um, pushed emotional body-wise and pushed conceptual of universe-wise mm-hmm. way outside of um, old, well, my regular world, regular <laughs> yes. regular conscious state, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a pretty cool part. Yeah. What else is on your mind, honey? Um... Let's talk about marriage. Marriage? Yeah. Silence. (laughs) Put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. (laughs) If you like it. (laughs) If you like it, put a ring on it. Yeah. Okay, marriage. I mean, we're speaking about marriage in relation to love or marriage in relation to... The reason I say that is one of the things when the first time I got married, I mean, the reason was at the time, because if I didn't get married, we wouldn't have a place to live together. Mm -hmm. I was in the Coast Guard at the time. And uh, my girlfriend slash fiance at the time and my cat were living with me Mm -hmm. in my shared bachelor housing and my bachelor roommate didn't mind. Because, guess what? His fiancé girlfriend was living there, too. (laughs) So, you know, we had a very fine arrangement. Mm -hmm. Coast Guard doesn't really care, but if the other person cares, then the Coast Guard cares. Right. Or or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's they do care and you're not allowed to, but both of us did and nobody told, so it was good. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to get a new roommate because my roommate got married. So So then he got a new house with his wife, and I had a new roommate. My new roommate... (laughs) He was very particular. Uh oh. He had his own salt and pepper shakers in the cupboard. And when he'd go to see, he had a line on his stuff. So you don't use his salt, you know, things oh, like that. Yeah. Or his stuff. sausages in the freezer or whatever. Plus, he didn't really like animals. And he definitely didn't like living with somebody else's girlfriend mm-hmm. in the house. Uh-huh. So he told on, told on me right away. So the decision was either get married or... Say goodbye to your Say girlfriend. Say goodbye to your and girlfriend cat. and your cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, very interesting reasons for getting married, huh? Well, I didn't hate her, obviously. Of course not. They wouldn't be your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Although you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Some of the programs are running. That yeah, people, yeah. More people can stick, stick with. Well, it's it with. was a pressure of the social engineering type at that because the military wanted you um, married. Of course. Because married means more dependable. Co- more, well, you're working for someone else too, yes. and you're responsible for yeah. someone else too. And so instead of you're just working for your um, let's go have fun, guys, which, you know, it's not a strong why, actually. <laughs> 
it designs in a stronger why. When you have that stronger why, then you want a house, then you get a loan, you want to buy a car, you want to buy, what is it, stuff together? Yeah. <laughs> buy stuff together? Then you're more dependent on your um, employer, basically, yes, which is absolutely. the military, because they ask you to do things that you don't really particularly want to do. Exactly, yeah. And their structure is to get you to do what they want you to do, irrespective of what you want to do about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So these are uh, part of why they're they have that. Yeah. It's a good tool and it works. Mm -hmm. But um, so there's other reasons to get married, like um, status and name, mm -hmm. yeah, and joining a family. Oh yeah, and um, security and support. Yep. And um, green card. <laughs> Moving, immigration, immigration, yeah. um, future, genetics, genetics. Yeah. yeah, you might want the best genes you can find. Yeah. Those are reasons to get married. Um, well, it's a, it's a, yeah, a union. There's also love. That's a reason yeah. to get married because love. love. Yeah. yeah. So, are any of those reasons more important than others? Not really. I know a lot of people would argue with that. I would think. Well, Western people would argue that love is the basis of a marriage. Right. But what is love? And you have to define that and deconstruct it and then realize and go deeply into what it actually is. Right, because right. falling in love is most often hijacked by, by religions, cults, royals, etc., etc., etc. And also by falling in lust. Uh-huh, and lust too. Yes. Which is your physical body exactly your physical body was <laughs> which was originally programmed to self-replicate exactly yeah because more is better mm -hmm. yeah more hands makes light work uh -huh. so when you gotta have babies to make more hands exactly yeah so a lot of things you know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of a lot of things yeah so for you what did marriage mean um marriage to me personally yeah what does it mean? What did it mean? When? I'm sure it evolved. The first time you got married, for example. Oh, the first time. I actually had no programs around marriage, like zero. And the other person wanted to get married. So because I had no programs around it, it's like, sure, what, I, what else? You know? So for you, it was married or not married, doesn't matter? It didn't matter, like zero. It had no... No significance? No significance at all. Doing pizza or, or spaghetti, right? Boy, I bet you were like a a tough wedding partner. You want to get married? I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I care. Sure. Okay, then let's, let's do it. it. <laughs> That's it. That was it. Yeah. Who would want? Who? What I kind of program do you think is running on the other side that they would no, want to get to married to someone who doesn't care? Or is that the wrong word? Know. Don't care. But they did care. I know they cared. What does it say? What program do you think they had running about marriage? Oh, I know what programs they were running. What were those? Uh, I then will own this person. I can do whatever they want to them and they can't leave me. Wow. You should have looked at that first. Well, he wasn't like that before we got married. <laughs> well, I'm saying you should have probably done this class together and uh, found out that that was why he wanted to get married exactly. before you got married. Yeah. Uh -huh. Don't you think? Oh, of course. If this course had been out then, I would have taken it. And you would have checked why he wanted to oh, get yeah. married before totally. you got married to yeah. him first? Yeah. 
And it would have been more than it's because it's important to me. Then it would have been, why is it important to you? What does it mean to be does married? It mean to be married? Yeah. yeah, I would have asked all those questions. But I was 18. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 18, you already know all those answers. Yeah. <laughs> those you know, are the... You know everything. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I wish I still knew everything. <laughs> no, I'm, glad I don't right. know. I'm glad I don't know everything now. <laughs> I know, right? It's awesome. Such a relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. if all reasons for getting married are more or less equally important or unimportant, love being one, safety another, this another, job moving, green cards, etc., 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 how are how is marriage then connected to relationship? You know, this love, sex, and relationship type of thing. Is marriage even a part of it? It obviously is. Of course. <laughs> it has to be, right? Yeah. You don't marry so your big toe and say, hey, let's go exactly. to Hawaii, big toe. <laughs> oh, you took a book from my library before we got together called My Big Toe, and you never gave it back. Yes, I did. No. I gave it back when you moved in with me. It's on my bookshelf. <laughs> that's your bookshelf. <laughs> that's yours. That's true. <laughs> It's in a box in storage Touché. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That's Big Toe's yes, theory of everything, by yeah. the way. Yeah, the theory of everything. Which is many times too thick to read all of it. Yeah, and tiny, you... tiny little writing. You need like a, a magnifying glass to read the writing. It's a massive book, really, really thick, with tiny little writing in it and pictures. Because you really <laughs> want to know about everything? Well, here you go. Yes, theory of everything. T-O-E. <laughs> Your big toe. <coughs> yeah. Anyways, back to the point. The connection between sex, love, relationship, course, marriage, and all of these reasons that are equally important. I think, I think the part that I can drill in to see is that complementary important. Complementary reasons. The reasons to get married that are complementary and are supporting. And supports you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus marriage. It's in, I haven't found a culture that doesn't have a marriage ritual in it. And often this marriage ritual will involve other people and a declaration of the couple being a couple. Now, even if the culture says that the couple is married for two years, that's it. Or whether the culture says uh, they can have ten spouses each or if the culture says it's like uh, forever one that's their souls getting married right or if it's um the, the two families are getting married they're all different right mm-hmm. but i haven't met i haven't seen of a culture that doesn't have a marriage ritual which is interesting that is it? interesting yeah i haven't seen a non-human i mean what have birds and fish and the, the, the dogs and things like that? It's a generalization they... because there's many birds who do do a ritual that they get together and other birds watch. And then they know those are forever, together forever. And often when one of those birds dies, the other one dies soon after because it's over. Mm-hmm. Right? I've seen the, you know, I've watched the Discovery Channel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and the same with some mammals, you know. There's some mammal animals that do the same. 
and they have this ritual and a dance and everything and they get together and that's it you know um but then some other mammals that don't like they have nothing they just mate randomly or through hierarchy you know like the alphas mate and nobody else or whatever so right um but yeah it's all extremely I different i think that the you know i think that like if i've looked and i trace i've seen um one of the main one of the more common reasons for the ritual that's public ritual is the um, public memory because the uh, consequences of violating that marriage vow type thing is um, usually deadly <laughs> it can be very deadly people's people's people fight mm. when that um, that's violated mm-hmm. probably even more so when there were stronger churches or stronger social groupings mm-hmm. so for example our tribe doesn't have writing but it has songs and it has cultural memory through the potlatch system yeah. so if you get married you have a potlatch and everyone that comes to it in a sense gets to vis- see and witness the thing right and their responsibility is to remember it your responsibility is to have enough thing, a big enough thing that everybody remembers it. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like self-propelling system, right? Yeah. So yeah. a marriage ceremony is basically you telling everybody who's in your circle and around your circle, hey, we Remember two this. are married. So don't be messing with my wife. Don't be messing with my husband. Right. So you can't pretend you don't know. Kind of like that. Right. Because um, constant fighting like that wouldn't um, be conducive to more human bodies, more hands. Mm-hmm. It would disrupt it. Yeah. That's uh, kind of why, like, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting how these things origi- originate, but how they've taken a different meaning in a different era, yeah, but they still they persist. <laughs> they persist through time and space. Yeah. Like the short roast thing, you know, in the other. Oh, yeah. Cutting Can the ends off the story? roast. <laughs> yeah. That was a story I read. I think, yeah, I read. So, uh, this um, woman is showing on a YouTube channel or something how to cook a roast. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets the roast out and she cuts the ends off of the roast and sticks it in the oven and says, you know, here's a nice yummy roast. And husband like asks, why <laughs> Why do you um, cut the ends of the roast off? And she says, well, that's how my mom did it. Yeah. She said, always cut the ends off the roast. So that's he said, why. yeah, but, but why? <laughs> I mean, okay, you do that, but... But why? why? <laughs> How does that make it more, more tender or something or anything? So I don't know. I'll ask my mom. Should we ask her mom? I guess what the mom said. I know what the mom said. Tell me. She said, "Well, when you were growing up, we were poor. We had a very small roasting tin, so I had to cut the ends so it would fit into the tin." Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that oh was the funniest god. story ever. So you know, some things are just there because. Rust and no good really damn reason. Really <laughs> There's small. no reason besides <laughs> a very practical, literal reason. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So find the programs. You know, find the find reason them. why you cut the roast to the ends. Be curious. Be curious. Become very curious. Is that coyotes? <laughs> Did I what say is coyote? Coyote? I said they were coyote. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> so dogs are coyotes. Dogs are coyotes. What could it be, Kiwi? 
I think it's dogs. It's dogs. Somebody's tied up and don't want to be tied up. Oh, oh I know. Piggy's going to get them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel complete. What do you have you here? Yeah, Piggy's Peavy's put an exclamation point on yes. the end. Yes, she did. Get the yes. book. Get the book. The angel book. Yeah, interview with an angel. Interview. Peavy, Peavy, Peavy. Interview. Peavy, Peavy. Interview Get with the angel. program here. Interview. Interview. <laughs> Does she think I'm barking or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interview with an angel and get the class. Yes. Love, sex, and relationships in the new paradigm. Yes. Boom. Join your tribe and get powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Love you, babe. Love you too, darling.